Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about repetition. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. This week's tour portion is Imor, which means say. You can find it in Leviticus chapter 21, verse 1 to chapter 24, verse 23. The half tour portion is Ezekiel chapter 44, verses 15 to 31. And the Brit Chadashah is Luke chapter 14, verses 12 to 24. Now, I know I just said, hey, we're going to be talking about repetition. I think the actual title of this pod- podcast is, Can You Repeat That? Because... This has actually been on my mind for about a week or two, and I don't know about you, but the idea of talking about repetition bores me to tears. Absolutely bores me to tears, because quite frankly, it's a boring subject. And I mean, maybe the only person on this planet who might disagree with me is my husband, simply because his favorite book of the Bible is Leviticus. And there's actually quite a bit of repetition in the book of Leviticus. And quite frankly, it's, it's interesting. I was like, well, maybe I'm not going to actually do my podcast on repetition. And my husband and I read the tour portion for this week. And I was like, okay, well maybe that's confirmation because the tour portion and the half tour portion are literally talking about the same exact thing. I will say the Brit Hadashah is not, um, it's about a parable about a man having a feast and the people that he invited uh, all made excuses. And so he decided to invite people right off the street. Nothing to do with the rest of the tour portion, at least that I know of. And for me, that was confirmation saying, okay, maybe I should be talking about repetition because I feel like at least for me talking for myself, when I open up the word of God and I read something and I think, huh, I feel like I just read that. The odds are I probably have, especially when you're talking about even the first four or five books of the Bible. The same is true. My husband and I, we actually have been going through reading the, the word, reading the Bible every single night together, even if it's just like a chapter or more, it could be um, just depending on how much we really feel like reading. Um, and like God's telling us to read right now we're in Chronicles. For those of you who have read Chronicles, you know that at least the first few chapters, at least the first Chronicles are literally talking about the names. This person was descended from this person and this person was descended from that person and that person was descended from that person. And when you're reading it, sometimes it's like, wow, this is pretty monotonous. But the reality is it's really kind of neat if you truly look at it from the importance of of why they are letting you know this is the lineage. This is how we know what lineage Yeshua is. This is how people can figure out if they are from the Levitical priesthood. And it's obviously pretty important to be able to know that. Now, For myself, I have zero Jewish blood, at least according to, what is it, 23andMe. Zero percent. I got nothing on that. 
Um, however, I know that there are some who, who are able to find out that they do have some Jewish blood in them and to be able to maybe even go back and find out who they're descended from. And then if they find out, okay, this is who I'm descended from, they can actually go to Chronicles and go all the way back, all the way to Adam and Eve, right? Which I think is kind of amazing if you really think about it. And without that repetition and letting us know these are the person, this is the person descended, we wouldn't know that. Because back in the day, this wasn't written out. It was an oral. Um, it was orally spoken. So before, probably the time of Egypt, I could I could be time I could be totally wrong with this, but um, before the time when the Israelites were held captive in Egypt, um, <clears throat> records like this were spoken. They were they were spoken and given from son uh, from father to son, and so on and so on and so on. And then I think about, well, how does this actually apply to me today? Because isn't that how we all are really kind of selfish minded where we're thinking, how does this actually apply to me today? Um, it's not always selfish, but sometimes it, it definitely is. So repetition is something that we all do on a daily basis, whether we recognize it or not. For me, good example, um, and really for anyone else who has a job, you get up and you have a routine for what you do before you go out the door and go to your job. And then once you go to your job, usually with most jobs, there is at least a tiny form of repetition. For me, I'm a school bus driver. So I get up, you know, I make sure that I have everything I'm going to need for the bus, depending on the weather, uh, depends on if I need a jacket or gloves or a scarf or... Um, if I'm going to be working out after I'm going on the bus, I'll be wearing workout clothes and then drive my school bus and, you know, driving the same route every single day. I drive on the same roads for my route at least four times a day. And I drive at least four times to the school that I drive to and back. So that's repetition. And obviously I don't need a GPS to tell me the directions of the bus route that I take. Why? Because I take it every day and I remember it. Why? Because I'm repeated. I'm doing it over and over and over again every single day. And the same is true even for we as parents with our children. We That's how we teach them. At least typically that is how we teach them. You know, how many times do you tell your child, you know, don't touch the stove. If the stove is on, like stay away from the stove, it can burn you. Stay away from the stove, it can burn you. Sometimes our children actually need to be burned before they can actually learn. I'm not saying go out and burn your children. I'm saying simply, sometimes they may not listen and decide it's okay. It's not that hot. And then come to find out it is that hot and then they get burned. And then what? They've learned the lesson. I don't need to be near the stove when it's on because it's hot. I need to be more careful. Watch what I'm doing. Watch where I'm going. Yeshua does the same thing, not only in his word repeatedly, um, which once again, great example for today with the Torah reading of the day, he's talking about the high priests and what is required of them. And also talking about the different feasts, the biblical feasts, when we are to celebrate each of the biblical feasts. And this is not the only place in the word that he talks about the biblical feasts and when we're to celebrate them, but it is one of the areas. <clears throat> and I find that super helpful. Because it's always good to know, like, okay, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing for Yom Kippur? What is it I'm supposed to be doing for Pesach? 
What am I supposed to be doing for Shavuot? And God gives us instructions. And not only does he just tell us once, he tells us over and over and over again in the hopes that hopefully we will not forget what it is that he has said. Right? And it's funny because I was telling my daughter, um, who I actually need to give a shout out for, if you have noticed my podcast page picture has changed. My daughter did that for me. I finally decided it would look best for me not to look like I was <laughs> drugged and overwhelmed and upset. Kind of like a messy, messy etic mama on my picture. Um, be a little bit more professional, I guess. So thank you to Harmony for uh, putting in the work and setting up a new picture for me. I really appreciate it. That being said, I told my daughter that I was going to be talking about repetition. And she's like, oh, okay. So like when you lecture us, leave it to a teenager to put it into perspective, right? And I'm like, so my children's idea of me lecturing them is that they ask me a question and I give them the answer. And they don't necessarily like the answer. Um, and sometimes I won't deny. Sometimes I go a little bit too far. Or I shouldn't say too far. But maybe I talk about it more than they feel is necessary. Because I try to do, go at it from different angles. To make sure that they fully understand what it is that I'm saying to them. Which I think makes sense. But for a teenager, you know, they want short and sweet. Don't necessarily want you to disagree with them. And don't want you to repeat yourself because how many times, I don't know about you, do you have to tell your children that they need to go and do the dishes or they need to clean out the dishwasher or they need to clean their room? That one's an easy one, right? Go clean your room. Please go clean your room. And then even though, see, my children are older, your children may be younger. Please, 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 when they are younger, go in and show your children exactly how to clean their room. So when they are a teenager... They might say that they don't know what it is that is expected of them, but the reality is they absolutely do. And that for me is something that I may maybe struggle with my children on a regular basis. We actually do not pay our children. This is another really great example of repetition. We do not pay our children an allowance. An allowance is something that I believe for kids is something when you give it to them is something that's expected every week, no matter what is going on, whether or not they behave or misbehave, whether or not they've done any chores. For us, we actually go through the Dave Ramsey route and we actually pay our children a commission. So by that, I mean, they have a certain uh, amount of chores that we actually do pay them for. There are other chores that they do not get paid for. It's just expected of them. However, there are some chores that they do get paid for. If they do it on the day that they say that they're going to do it, and if they do not do it on the day that they say they're going to do it, they're still expected to do whatever the chore is and they don't get paid for it. My children love it when that happens. But the point being, even as teenagers, our hu my husband and I still have to remind our children on a regular basis. Please go do this. Please go do that. Please go do, you know, because they'd rather be doing other things. And, you know, maybe some of you are chuckling like, oh, yeah, yeah, kids are the worst. They're really not. They're a blessing. They truly are. I would not trade any moment away from my children at all. And I think that when we have the mentality of like, oh, man, kids are the worst. My thought process is, you know, I really don't want God to have that kind of thought process about me. What does Adonai say about me? When he tells me to do something 
And he tells me more than once. Am I being obedient? Am I saying, can you repeat that? Are you sure that's what you meant, God? Or am I being obedient and saying, all right, Lord, <clears throat> you are who you say you are. I love you. I honor you. And I'm going to be obedient to you. Because I know that I feel that a lot. There are times where God say, you know, I really, like, I really feel that I should go talk to this person. And I'm like, I'm really scared to go talk to this person. Because believe it or not, I'm not an extrovert. So going out of my comfort zone and talking to new people is not something I'm, I'm super comfortable with. And not something that gives me joy. It makes me very, ner very nervous and very anxious. But with God, I can do it. Because he is for me. He is not against me. And he's put the right people in my life to teach me coping mechanisms to be able to handle talking to random strangers. That being said, sometimes we each need repetition in our lives for us to truly learn and understand what it is that Adonai is trying to tell us in our lives. I mean, how many times have we made mistakes in our lives and we've done it more than once and we know that what we're doing is wrong and God makes it clear that what we're doing is wrong. So we have a choice. We either can listen to what God is repeatedly telling us to do or not do, or we continue living in our sin, right? My other thought was, you know, we, we live in a world today You know, kind of like that Bible verse, which of course I cannot think of where it is at the moment, where, you know, people call evil good. And just because the world is repeating something does not make it true either. I don't care how many times somebody will tell me that there are more than two genders doesn't make it true if somebody tells you that they were simply born a certain way it doesn't make it true and you can argue with me about that all day long but what am i going to do to you i'm not going to do anything i'm going to love you and i'm going to simply say this what does the word of god say not what is what do i say what does erica say what does the word of God say? Does what you're telling me line up with what the word of God says? Someone can tell you that the sky is green repeatedly. It does not make it true, right? And that's why I think it's so important for us to be in the word. And I was listening to somebody this past week, and I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, because it was, it was very thoughtful and thought-provoking. Where basically reading the word of God is not going to, I think he said, is not going to get you to truly be in relationship with God. Being in obedience to him is. Quite frankly, I'm not really sure exactly how I feel about that particular statement, but I thought it's very thought-provoking. It's something I'm still thinking about. You're welcome to do as well. And uh, leave me a message. Let me know what you think. But 
I think it's very interesting because we do get to know who Adonai is and who he says he is and his thoughts by reading his word. But living out his word, I think, is even is also very important. I'm not saying that your acts, your works are going to get you to heaven. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the more that you live out the scriptures, the more you'll become like Yeshua. Because Yeshua is the word, right? And I think that's really what it comes down to. That even though there are, there are moments where you might want to skip through, especially... The times we're like, oh man, they're telling us about the, the lineage again. I just want to skip through this. Don't. Take a moment, ask the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to speak to you. And say, Lord, reveal to me something new. And you know, he may or may not. But I want to encourage you to look at the word with open eyes. And even if it seems repetitive, in fact, if it is repetitive, Pay closer attention. What is it that God is like trying to get through our thick skulls? Because we're stubborn. We are stubborn. We're set in our ways. We don't want to change anything. We want to do how we want to do, right? We want to do life the way we would like to do life. And God's saying, no, that's, that's not what I'm telling you to do. That's not what I'm calling you to do. I love you and I want what's best for you. And I'm going to keep telling you, keep showing you that this is what's best for you. You know, it's kind of like when God's trying to teach you a particular lesson and you may or may not be getting it for me. And you know, I'm still learning it every once in a while. Um, patience. You should have known me when I was a child, really probably shouldn't have. Um, I was not really super delightful as a kid. But um, patience was probably the biggest bane of my existence. I had zero patience. And so I would start praying, Lord, give me patience. And I think sometimes we think like God's just going to like come down and like zap us in the head. And all of a sudden we, we have whatever it is that we were missing or we were asking for. But the reality is he's more likely to put people in situations in your life to give you the opportunity to become more like whatever it is you ask for. Like for me, he would put people in my life that I had the opportunity to either choose to be patient with them and be more like Yeshua or be my typical jerk self and not have any patience whatsoever. And I don't know if that's something, you know, some same thing for you as well. You know, I, the same is true for like, you know, uh, wisdom or discernment. You know, he could be putting people in your path for you to, to say, all right, Lord, like, what is it that you're trying to teach me now that you've brought this person in my life? How am I to love them the way that you would love them? And it could be by being discerning and being able to maybe understand and maybe having some empathy and understanding where they're coming from so that you can give them wisdom to help them in their walk. Or it could just be you simply being patient and being there for them, quietly being there for them and saying nothing, just being there. I think that's the other beauty of repetition as well, because we are to constantly strive to be more and more like Yeshua. 
And how would he do that? Through repetition. If we weren't being repetitive in our actions, then what have we done? We simply quit and walked away? I don't think Yeshua did that. I mean, I know he didn't. I mean, shoot, I think about this podcast and all the different, um, all the different podcast uh, episodes I've done. I'm actually in my third season now, which is actually, I started in 2020. So I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm at three years now. And I'm actually over a little over three years. And I am just blown away that I'm still doing this. But also, sometimes I'm like, man, like a lot of my podcast episodes are the same. But then the Ruach HaKodesh reminds me, like, this isn't your podcast. It's mine. So whatever it is that he's laying on my heart, I speak. And if it happens to be the same thing over and 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 over again for a year, it's because... I might need to hear it or somebody that's listening in might need to hear it as well. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. <laughs> And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, I pray. Amen. Hopefully they gave you some food for thought, some encouragement to keep on reading even when the the struggle is real and i pray that y'all just have a fantastic week and that you'll tune in again next week shavua tov please feel free to message me at messy messianic or you can email me at elmmm3 at protonmail.com that's e as in echo l as in lemur m as in mike m as in mike Amazon Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.